Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. From the Grand Z Casino Hotel Studios. You're listening to Mark Mosier. Mark Mosier sure rolls on. Live from Buffalo. Connor McGahey will come up here. Connor, what do you want to talk about? 15 minutes? Okay, he says, hey, whatever you want. He's just here, just uh, just, just chilling out. Oh, we got a lot to get to here on the program as the time rolls on. Jeff Legwalter, Broncos insider from ESPN, coming up at the bottom of the hour at 3.30. And we'll have him for a full half hour. That's pretty good, huh, guys? That is good. Yeah, because he can usually only stand you in 12, 15-minute stretches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he said at training camp. Remember that? He didn't want me in his space. <laughs> you do go up and This get is up the leg wall business. area. You can't step foot in this perimeter <laughs> because Leggy goes over to that far side, and, yeah. and not a lot of people go over there all the time. Nikki was over there. I went over there, and he's like, just, just stay outside this little perimeter right here. I, yeah, said, I think okay. they go over there. That's by design. That's <laughs> planning on their part. It is. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, welcome back to the program. Hey, guys, real quick. Is this Buffalo's thing being 5-0? and I mean, is, are we underplaying this thing? Or should, should we be on this more? I'll tell you what. If they if they move to 6-0 and and they get ready to take on Washington, I don't think they can beat the Washington Huskies, especially in Seattle. I don't think it's a possibility. They'll probably be a two-touchdown underdog. But if they can move to 6-0 and and already get bowl eligible just halfway through their schedule – Holy cow, man! This would be a pretty dang big deal. Even yeah. I think this weekend's even a big deal. I know USC is not who they've been, but this is also a chance. If you're looking at the Trojans' point of thing, hey, we get a chance to slow somebody down in the Pac-12 and maybe kickstart our Pac-12 schedule. So this this week is this week is going to be big, I think, for for Colorado. It feels that way. Lavisca Chanel, by the way, I mean, you're talking about a guy who seemingly, to me, every week gets better and better and better. And now the teams have had a chance to get film on him and see him and, and, and realize what he can do, they still can't stop him. They still can't slow him down. I mean, this is this is pretty interesting to me to see what this guy is doing. I mean, he's, he's going to be a legit on-Sunday player. Yeah, but if the Buffs can go in and win in the Coliseum, that you, that'll show me something because the Trojans have beaten the Buffs 12 straight times. Yeah. And they've won 18 straight games there in the Coliseum. So you go in there, you take care of, like, however, however many seasons that is of losing to USC, you go ahead and trounce them in your place and move to 6-0? and Who baby. The Buffalo's, the Buffalo's bird tag, I mean, USC, they, they've won two in a row. I mean, they beat Wazoo and they beat Arizona. That's all well and good. But when you're talking about pure raw stats, the Buffaloes have the edge over the Trojans in virtually every single category. You know, I mean, total offense, total defense, you know, yards allowed, yards passing, yards rushing, points per game, points allowed per game. The Buffaloes are a better team, at least on paper, than the USC Trojans. I mean, it's just, it's pretty interesting. USC coming in at 3-2, and two, the Buffaloes are 5-0. and oh. I don't know, if they can get by USC, uh, you know, a USC team that's sorted down, then Maybe we start really watching them in terms of what, what you know what bowl they can end up in. I don't think we're talking about winning the Pac-12, but I do think Why not? It's a, because they're not going to be Washington, right? You're, no, you're, you're I, not, I understand. Not go to Seattle and I, win. I understand, but there's no reason that okay, 
You go in, you trounce USC because you're 5-0, and you're number 19 in the country, you're feeling good about yourself, confidence is high, I repeat, confidence is high. You get that win, and then you get to roll the dice against Washington that next week. You know what I mean? Because the, the, then you, if, you, if, some, if, if you find out a way to beat Washington, then the sky's the limit. You know what I mean? Like all you get by USC, you get by Washington, and then all of a sudden, you know what? That's now you're in the tall cut. Now, now that's that that's something to talk about if you get by those two teams, don't you? Think? Because then we can talk talk about winning the Pac-12. Man, think about how amazing that would be. Well, hold on. just e- for college football. Even if then. even if the Buffs don't beat Washington, assuming they beat USC, which they haven't beaten USC in the last 13 times that these two yeah. teams have played, so got to get past that first. But even if they lose to Washington. Buffs are in the South. Huskies are in the North. They could play each other again in the Pac-12 championship game. Buffs could win that game. Yeah, they could. Neutral I mean, site, it, baby. It's, Let's it's, go. It's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll get into more of that, I'm sure, tomorrow on the show. All right? We'll, we'll do that tomorrow. No, it's just good program. to be talking college football, man, because usually we don't. I mean, because the teams aren't doing anything, and there's something else to be talking about. It's just nice to see the Buffs step their game up. I agree with that. Uh, so Joe Woods today was talking out of Dove Valley. And he said that when it comes to this weekend, I was kind of laying out for you what you need to do to slow down Jared Goff and the mm-hmm. L.A. Rams offensively. you, you got to stop Gurley. you got to get pressure on Goff. I mean, all these things, a lot of it's very similar to what, to what you, we were saying against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. However, Goff is not like – Mahomes on the run – might even be a better passer than he is in the pocket. <laughs> I mean, when he rolls to his right and he lets that pig fly, Mahomes can put it anywhere more than 60 yards. It's amazing to me to watch that guy throw the football. Goff has got an arm. Goff is a, is a very accurate passer. But Goff, when he's scrambling around, he can't do what, what Patrick Mahomes does. I'm not saying he, he can't make plays, but he's not in the same ballpark. He's not nearly as accurate. So a lot of this is what we were saying before, but it's going to come down to how well you execute the game plan. And Joe Woods was talking about that today out at Dove Valley. He says that we watched the tape together. It's all about execution. It'll be about execution on Sunday. And I started to think, you guys remember former USC and Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach John McKay? Do you remember him back in the day? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I have no idea what you're Okay, about. he's an old guy. With, <laughs> he had white hair, and he wore like that Gilligan hat. Remember that? He wore like a Gilligan... Uh... Gilligan hat on the sidelines? Yeah, yeah well, no, no. When he, uh, when he was... No, well, he might have worn on the sidelines, but it was coaching <laughs> and all that sort of thing. Okay, right? hold on. Yeah, Google says he was the Buccaneers coach from 1976 to 1984. So, yeah, I, I, I missed that one. You missed that. You won't even know a twinkle in your eye, the, in the dad's eye, or in mom's eye, right? Uh, but he said he was asked about... They lost a game. The Buccaneers lost a game in one of their early years. And he was asked, uh, Coach, what do, you, what do you think about your team's execution? And his answer was, I'm in favor of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought is a classic response, yeah. right? Because <laughs> he had all these awesome quips. I mean, he was kind of a, a Yogi Berra of football a little bit, right? I mean, he had all these awesome things to say. Mm-hmm. He's a real quick-witted guy. And, and this, this probably sounds pretty harsh, but, but I'm, I'm, you know, watching Joe Woods talk about execution. You know, it, it's all about execution. It'll be the execution coming up on Sunday. And I'm thinking to myself, is Jared Goff going to, is going to be about him executing the Broncos defense? You know what I mean? I just, I guess I get scared because. We're all scared, Moshe. We're all scared that this is going to get ugly on I Sunday. I mean, Todd Gurley is not Bilal Powell. No, that's true. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's like. Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley. He's not 
Right. If Isaiah Crowell is he's making not, moves yeah, right. on He's you. not Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell. You know what I mean? He's Todd Gurley. <laughs> he's a bad man. What are you? Are you prepared? I just I'm thinking, okay. If those guys ran insane on you, and then Sam Darnold was allowed to 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 pick his spots, and they they picked it effectively when to pass a football, and he burned you. I mean, what are Gurley and Goff going to do? I mean, really, what are they going to do coming up on Sunday? Now, I know there may be snow on the ground, but it's still it's a, it's a scary thought to me. I mean, this is going to be not only a bounce back game for Bradley Roby. This is going to be have to be a huge bounce back game for the Broncos defense as a whole. We are really, truly going to find out what the Broncos are made of, but more specifically, what that defense is. Made oh yeah, of. but they got pride. They got pride. They know they saw what what the Jets' offense. I mean, they that has to be a little embarrassing. What happens in New York when they're when when they're when they're rushing when when they have so many rushing yards, they're looking at you like we haven't rushed for those that many yards this decade. You're like, okay, you know what? That's a little bit embarrassing. But, Moj, are you prepared to call the L.A. – are the L.A. Rams the best team in football right now? Are you, are yeah, you calling your are. Super Bowl favorite? Or you They're got somebody number, else in mind? Listen, when you combine where they are offensively and defensively, they add up to 11. They're number one offense, number 10 defense. They add up to 11. When you when you add both the offense and the defense together and they're better than 15, they're better than 10 – It's probably the best team in football. It probably is. And, again, you're talking about the Rams as the number 10 D without Aqib Tlaib at one of the corner spots. You know, huge free agent signing for for them. So, it's uh, – yeah, they probably are, Bert. I mean, when you look at it overall, they probably are the best team in football. It doesn't mean they can't be beaten. And and now you've had five teams give it a shot when you look back at the Vikings game, very close. You look about the Seattle game – Last weekend, very close. Teams, I mean, they're going to lose eventually. You just hope that somehow the Denver Broncos find lightning in a bottle on Sunday, and they're the ones to do it. You, you just hope and pray that's yeah, the case that's if you're a Bronco fan. You're asking the Broncos to stop a three-game slide against the best team in the league, and that's, I'm saying that's a tough ass. So are you going to come in on Monday if they get thrashed on Sunday calling for people's jobs, even though you know in all likelihood the Broncos might drop this game? Bert, it's not just that they lose. I mean, every team's going to lose games. It's not just that the Broncos lose. It's how they're losing. It's how you go to New York and you lose to a Jets team that's not a a 1-3 in New York Jets team embarrasses you. They clowned you. Robbie Williams clowned you. You see what I mean? Blow Powell and and Isaiah Crowell clowned you from the running back spot. It's not just that you're losing. It's how you're losing. If the Broncos lose 42-3 on Sunday, yeah. If they lose 26-24, no, I won't be doing that. All right. I'm just making sure because I have, like, I think it could get ugly on Sunday. But I'm still holding that hope that they can figure something out because maybe that it, you could turn things around if you beat the Rams. Mm, eh. If they, I don't even they, know if I believe that. Actually, if they beat the Rams, if they beat the Rams, there's going to be a huge amount of respect coming toward Vance and, and Joe Woods. I promise you that. Right. And you get back to 500, and then maybe anything could happen. <laughs> Elevated to FM. You're listening to Mark Mosher on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Mark Mosher Show rolls on. Live from Buffalo, Abs and Sabres coming up at 4.30 Denver time. 4.35 to be more accurate. Bird tag and Connor McGahee have the pregame. 
Eddie Vedder. We were just singing Temple of the Dog at lunch. Well, you were. I was not. Well, Kyle <laughs> Keefe and I were. That's right. What's that all? He heard. <laughs> not- There's that Family Guy episode where it says, the 90s. Where modern rock was all vowels. Hey, hi, oh, It's awful, man. Uh, well, actually, I do like that tune. I just don't know what the heck he's saying. Nobody I mean, does. I, I don't even want to find out. That's that's what's so that's what's so appealing about it. Uh, it's a Mark Mosher Nobody show. Nobody does, but it's provocative. It's provocative. Blades of glory. It's Mark Moser show. Welcome back. Connor McGahey on the call tonight at 435 of the pregame show. Avs and Buffalo Sabres will be getting it on here in Buffalo. Fellas, we want to talk a little hockey as the program continues. Jeff Legwald coming up here at the bottom of the hour at 230. Our Broncos insider from ESPN. And we'll have him for a full half hour. We talk all sports here on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 because life isn't based on just one team. I can promise you that. McGahey. Yes. Avs need a win on the road. Yeah, not, they do. Listen, it's it's game four, and I don't care that it's game four. They've they've got to get some points built up here away from home. You were saying a second ago, it's not if you lose, it's how you lose, right? The Avs down two nothing early. Nobody's happy with that first period. The effort to be specific. They come back, they tie things after forty minutes of play and then give up three goals in the third period. Um it's not a good way to lose a hockey game. Right, So the coaching staff wants a better effort tonight, which I almost guarantee that they will get because one of the best parts about last year was that if you had games like this, the next game was a, was a bounce-back game. Really Abs good game. were really good, right. Correct. really good at that last season. And despite the fact that uh, they are away once more. I mean, the Abs are 12-3-0 last 15 versus Buffalo. Granted, the Sabres have been... One of, if not the worst team, uh, probably in the NHL since 2007. Um, Avs need to make hay against teams that they usually are successful against, and that's the Buffalo Sabres, either at home uh, or on the road. They put five on the Sabres last uh, time they were here in February. It was a 5-4 game for them. So um, history doesn't matter, uh, except for recent history, which is two nights ago. They'll remember how they played, and uh, they'll want to fix that. Hey, guys, Jared Bednar, following that game in Columbus two nights ago, he was visibly angry. And Bednar, Bednar guys, as we all know, is, is, a, is a coach who is pretty even keel. I mean, he's, he's pretty smooth after a win. He's pretty smooth after a loss. The message is what he, he values the most, what the message is to his players. But he was visibly upset after the game the other night. He was torqued off. He didn't like the way his team performed at all. And I, I think what that does is it sends a message to the club that this is not – we're not going to do this. Yeah. We're not going to play this kind of – we may lose. We may get out talented. We may make some mistakes. But it's not going to be for a lack of effort. It's not going to be guys standing around. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that was the big concern for him, though, is that, you know, the abs at times, especially in that first period, were standing around. Then as the third war on, the same kind of thing happened. They got all out of sorts, and the coaches didn't like it. There's just uh, We talked about a lot with the Nuggets last year, and the Avalanche, hopefully it's not something we talk about, but it's a season where both those Pepsi Center teams and the abs in this instance, you can't, you can't show up and wait for the hockey to come to you. You know what I mean? you got to show up. Get ready to play your game, and you set the tone, even if, if you're at Pepsi Center or any other NHL arena. Especially teams that are based on pace, too, though. I mean, yeah. this, is, this team is built around speed. If you do not set the pace, especially with your big guns, you're not going to win a hockey game. That's a good point. I mean, that, it's just the way it has to happen. And 
you saw McKinnon with a beautiful goal last game. You saw Sam Girard. Essentially, it was his goal. They gave it to Carl, but it ricocheted I, up Carl's I can't skate. believe that they did not uh, rescind that even the day afterwards and say, okay, that went off of of uh, yeah, it went Savard's, off of uh, d- Yeah, it was uh, Dennis Savard's uh, uh, shin pad instead. It wasn't Soderberg. It, it, no, but it, but it looked like it, when it went down to the ice, it clipped maybe it maybe it clipped Soderberg's skate blade. That's what it looked like. I mean, oh, Carl, Carl wasn't even – I mean, he had nothing to do with it. But nonetheless <laughs> – Hey, man, it counts for the same thing in the scoring sheet. You know no, it mean? does, like, right, hey, right. Whether hey, it goes he wants to be tied for the team lead in scoring <laughs> as much as anybody else with two and two, okay? That's fine with me. Big old Carl can do whatever. What I'm saying to you, though, is that is that other guys are going to have to have big games. I mean, if we're looking at guys that I want to see get on track tonight a little bit, they worked extensively on the power play yesterday. I want to see Tyson Berry running that top unit and bombing the puck. Tyson Berry is most effective when he is banging that puck from up high to the front of the net. If it's not going in, it's it's ricocheting off somebody. It's forcing the goalie to make a save, and other guys are going to get an opportunity at rebounds to be able to put it home. But that's when Tyson Berry is most effective, when he's not capitulating. Now, I know he wants to get it to McKinnon. He wants to get it to Miko. Those are two incredibly good scoring players. But Barry is really a good scoring player, too, and I love his shot from up top. He's not a big guy, but he's got a really good shot. I want to see that be utilized here tonight. Av's best game for him so far was a preseason game, the preseason finale at Dallas. And why was that the case? Because all Tyson did, wrist shot, slap shot, you name it. He put the puck towards the net. He got assists. He got goals. He's got five shots so far through three games for the Colorado Avalanche. He needs more than that. he got to have more. He needs more than that. He's out out on the ice for about 21, 22 minutes a game. Uh, He needs more shots there. And, of course, no points yet for Tyson Berry. So as much as he's on the ice and the type of player that he is, an offensive defenseman, he needs needs more shots, which will lead to more points for number four. I agree. I mean, I I just want to see him get going. I want to see Eric Johnson get on the score sheet as well. He's got a two-game point streak now, Eric Johnson. Tied for the team lead in points with four. Yeah, what do you want, Moj? You had three assists. Yeah, what, that second game? You are never satisfied. Come on, man. I like goals. Condor beat down. I think, listen. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 I think EJ, when, when he's in that kind of mode, too, and listen, he's got Sam Gerrard with him, too. EJ's not getting any power play time, though, either. Correct. That's, that's correct, but but he's got Sam Gerrard with him out there, too, and Gerrard is, is a real safety valve for EJ, even. I mean, Gerrard's so able to skate that puck out of the zone on his own. He's he's just really good. I just I want to I just want to see that happen. I, I, I want to see that back end get picked up. But beyond those guys in the back end, the guy that I want to see have a really good game tonight is Nikita Zadorov. I think he needs, he needs to. to. I think he needs to have a good game. He was not good in Columbus. I think he would probably admit that to you. But I just want to see him come back here to Buffalo. And, and listen, enough time has passed that it's not that big of a deal anymore, his return to Buffalo. All that's happened, you know, the, the whole team is basically turned over from the time he yeah. was here anyway. He was a 16th overall pick in 2013 for the right. Sabres. And so, so now it's, it, it's a completely different team. I want to see him really lay you know, lay a, a nice hit early or just get involved physically early because that's when he gets involved in games, and I, I just think it needs to happen. He To me, he's a real linchpin on that back end. This team has a chance to be really good if a guy like Z is playing his best game. That's yeah. what, I mean, that, that's what has to happen. Now, and again, when you're talking about up front, I want to see Tyson Jost get going in this contest tonight. I just I, I think it's going to be key for him. He's been getting a couple of chances, but I just think he needs to, to be a little bit more relaxed and, and let the game come to him because he's skating really well. Well, again, you talk about shots. How many shots does Tyson Jost have in 2018 so far? Two. 
two shots from and again, that's with that's being on the first unit power play. Now, granted, how they use him on the power play is interesting. He's in the slot creating some traffic with Gabe Landeskog uh, parked atop the blue paint, um, maybe to just usher the puck from Ranton into Barry to McKinnon and, and back the other direction. But still, uh, a player like that playing on your second line needs to have more than two shots. We, we talked about Alexander Kerfoot needing to shoot the puck all through preseason. Well, what about, what about Tyson Jones? Shoot the puck, and that goes for everybody. That's why the Avs are so successful in the first two games. It put 75 shots on goal through two contests at home. My prediction for tonight, yeah. Matt Nieto, six goals, three assists. Yeah. Really? That's his boy. That's his boy. Do you know that's his boy? I, no. You don't say. You're going to get not one but two hat tricks tonight. My man. Not his West Coast rap all the way. Not his West Coast rap. <laughs> uh, he and he, I mean, Dover and Nieto, I think they, they, they almost came out of the same womb. It feels like that, right? <laughs> they're, like the, they're like the same guy, man. It's they're amazing. practically the same person. They're practically the same, except one's a really good hockey player and one can't make a three to save his life. <laughs> yeah. Hey, boys, uh, you ready for some leggy? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, Connor, before I let you go. Yeah. Is Buffalo not beautiful this time of year? It's not. Ba- it, it's been nice. We took a nice walk down to the Naval Park yesterday. Yes. <laughs> it's not bad. It's coming in October. It's better than coming in February. Listen, when you see two <laughs> battleships in a submarine in one day, that's pretty cool. Actually, a light cruiser, a destroyer, and a submarine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they were gray, and they served Actually, in World War II. Actually, uh, it's a light uh, cruiser and a me, destroyer. Excuse me, guys. If you're going to do this stuff, uh, get the details correct. Okay? <laughs> that's Connor McGay. He'll hear him at 435 with Bird Tag on the pregame show, Avs and Sabres. Your Colorado Avalanche, your Denver Nuggets, your Denver Sports Talk on FM. Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5.